Blessings to you, my brother or sister, on this 19th episode of the Good Morning God podcast. As is tradition, I am your host, the West Virginia Mountaineer and missionary in Brazil, Lucas Ham Swisher. Thank you so much for joining me on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, or night as I try to remind you that the best part of waking up isn't coffee in your cup, but asking God what's up. I pray that this moment of reflection gives you a little break amidst the busyness or monotony of your week as you try to navigate the game of life because you, my friend, are definitely not alone. So a few weeks ago, I was asked to talk to teachers at Pan American Christian Academy where my wife teaches and my kids learn. They asked me to share about the importance and worth of God's calling in their lives as teachers, administrators, etc. And being the occasionally unconventional type, I decided to take a unique route for the devotional time involving an animated movie that I had recently watched, the newer, instant classic Disney movie, Moana. Now, as many of you know, unlike some who suffer through and don't like kids' movies, maybe because their kids make them watch them over and over and over and over and over and over again, which I do not allow in my household, I am unapologetically a Pixar apologist and huge Disney fan, not just because of the rich and deep characters and amazing music that can be found in them, but also because to me, like Jesus's parables, many of the stories and animated tales from this group can hold some powerful and emotionally impactful truths. Whether they like it or not, God uses it, and he can speak to kids and adults alike through it. In general, stories, the hero's journey, is, is a very powerful tool And God's fingerprint can be seen, his voice can be heard in so many stories that we have created. So today I want to approach Moana's story from a more general perspective, since many of you are not teachers or administrators, and how God is calling you to more, regardless of your career, marital status, whether there's a grand at the beginning of one of your family nicknames or not, you have at least one calling or purpose in life, if not more, that God has given you, whether you believe in him or not. So back to Moana a second. Hopefully you've seen it. If not, sorry. If you can pause this, maybe go watch it. Maybe plan a movie night with your kids or something. This would make a whole lot more sense if you knew what I was talking about. But I have warned you. So if you're not going to do that, I am going to let some cats out of the bag and give you some spoilers. You have had five years to watch this. So on to a quick summary of Moana for the few that just don't feel like stopping to watch it and just want to hear what I have to say. On a Polynesian island called Matanui, uh, Moana is the daughter of the chief, expected to someday be the chief herself. However, she's also been called by the ocean personally to right a wrong that had been done a millennia before, when the demigod Maui stole the source of creative power in the world, the stone heart of Tafiti. And though his intention was to gift it to mankind, as he did with fire, coconuts, and the like, in the process he cursed the islands and released a large volcanic monster called Taka, who quickly defeated Maui as he escaped, losing the stone in the process and unleashing monsters all across the region, preventing men of the islands from being able to sail across the open sea safely. Eventually, Moana answers the call and ventures beyond her borders, departing her island and defying expectation. She seeks out and befriends Maui, helping him to get back the source of his power, a giant fish hook, and then eventually, with his help, not only faces down Taka so that the heart of Tafiti can be returned and bring back peace to the islands, but also learns why the ocean called her and how important it is to understand who you are. It is such a powerful story, which I cannot give complete justice to, especially the music. I I can't even touch that with a 10-foot pole. The music, the lyrics of those songs alone, I could give another devotional series on that. But I digress. Today, I just want to give a little insight from this story in conjunction with God's Word from the Bible because it really speaks directly to God's purposes in our lives. Insight number one. 
Every person faces obstacles that challenge their call. And those obstacles are rarely a reason to actually give up, but instead are an opportunity to be strengthened and to give direction to their path. Moana's journey was riddled with failure and difficulty. She could not live up to her people's expectations, or even the oceans. I mean, upon answering the ocean's call to travel the seas, it was revealed that she didn't even know how to sail. But she continued to push on with many steps of faith and persistence, which led her to Maui. And in turn, once she kind of worked things out with Maui, he taught her how to sail. But he also had his own difficulties to face. As his giant fishhook, the source of his power, he had lost it several times, and even throughout the movie, it's eventually broken. And in turn, he has to learn something from Moana, taking steps of faith and understanding that his worth is more than his demigod powers and his hook. They both had to learn to accept their circumstances and take steps of faith. Only then were they able to rise above and fulfill their purpose. We too have to accept much of our situation, like Moana, like Maui, like Paul, the apostle that wrote many letters in the New Testament, who was in shackles for much of his ministry and was very limited by his personal thorns. In 2 Corinthians 12.9, he writes these words, Concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times to take my thorn away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may reside in me. I will take pleasure in weaknesses, insults, catastrophes, persecutions, and in pressures because of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Now, it's not exactly known what Paul's thorn was or his thorns. If He probably had more than one, but some say it could have been dyslexia. It could have been colorblindness. Some even said his thorn was being ugly, which I think is very superficial and very funny. But who knows? He doesn't really give any you know, indication. He just says that it really was a distraction in his ministry. But Jesus said these words, like these are one of the few phrases in the letters in the non-gospel books of the New Testament where the red letters of Jesus show up. And it says, I want you to hear it again. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Regardless of the intention or man-made reason for the difficult circumstances or your shortcomings or poor choices in life or your characteristics about you, your qualities that maybe don't help you, God can make good out of those things. Even in this past year, this pandemic, this quarantine living that we've, the majority of the world has had to deal with, while we can argue the circles around the idea that God may or may not have caused it, we can all agree that he allowed it. And I would argue that he is trying to use it for our good as we allow him to use it. With each step of faith towards him or our purpose, by prayer, by Bible reading, conversations and collaboration with our family, our friends, our co-workers, we can make progress. We can't focus on waiting for things to get better, for things to change. Oh, when we get back to normal, oh, when the pandemic's over, blah, blah, blah. God gave you a purpose before all this stuff happened, and he knew that these things would come, yet he still called you. He still gave you a purpose as a husband, as a wife as a parent, as a friend, as a follower of Christ, as uh, whatever your career is, all the, all the things that involve your purposes in life, you still have that regardless of circumstance. Lesson number two, in Christ, everyone has a calling by God. But to discover it, you must understand who and whose you are. Something not explained in the story of Moana is that her name actually is the Polynesian word for ocean. The very being or power that called her and is an actual character in the movie that helps her from time to time that very same ocean itself connects all the islands and people of that region. 
And Moana does the same exact thing through the course of the story. The symbolism is so deep and has a very Old Testament feel to it as she's as she fulfills her namesake by reconnecting every character in the film, help, helping them to discover who they were and how to fulfill their purpose. I remember when I discovered the meaning of my name, Lucas, which is a bearer or bringer of light. And it was very enlightening to me. It was very much like, this is why I like to make people laugh. This is why I like to to kind of, you know, talk about philosophy, talk about theology, talk about God. Because when the light bulb comes on for, for me or someone else, well, especially for me, myself, when, when a light bulb comes on, I always want to tell someone. I never, I very rarely am like, oh, that's interesting. And then write it down in my journal and just leave it there. No, it has application in other things. And so I always want to live out my name. But it's not just about names. You're, you know, it's, it's your upbringing, your likes, your dislikes, your passions, your tragedies. All those play into who you are right now and why God has called you. What transcends that, connects it, helps you rise above it, makes good out of all these situations is not just you and who you are, but whose you are. Romans 8 verses 14 to 17 say this, All those led by God's Spirit are God's sons. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father, or Daddy. The Spirit himself testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children, and if children also heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, seeing that we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. That is a promise for each and every person that puts their faith and trust in Christ and tries to journey and walk with him in all that they do. And then that leads to the third idea that we, that we kind of glean from Moana, and from God's truth and God's word. Every calling from God, it does begin with you, the called, but it is only fulfilled through him and by all of us and for all of us. In most hero or heroine stories, uh, there's always a guarantee that they're going to run into and learn from many different allies and enemies along their journey. Mono was no different, but even beyond working together, the roles they played in each other's lives between mentoring, fulfilling their call, was that they eventually had to do one thing, deal with matters of their heart or the heart of someone else on their own and with each other. You know, in the final confrontation, which is one of the most powerful, like 15 minutes, last 15 minutes of a movie, Moana and Maui have failed to defeat Taka. And Moana's talking with her grandmother who has passed away, but she shows up as a spirit. And her grandmother says, it doesn't matter how many times you fail, you need to accept who you are. And so as she starts to accept that, as she starts to believe, she pays forward that, that kind of heart moment and pays it forward to what she learned in facing Taka again. And in that final confrontation, it's not by fighting, but by loving, by valuing, by seeing who Taka was, who she was in the end, that made all the difference. I'm gonna, this is a major spoiler, but I really need to share it for the sake of this uh, kind of talking about this story you find out at the end that the entire time this final boss confrontation with Taka is actually just Tafiti without her heart. And so as Moana realizes that, she starts to sing to Taka and says, I know who you are. And as she walks towards her and Taka sees her, they meet in the middle and they just have this moment and it's, and it's amazing. And so I need to ask you and, and really challenge you to think about how is your heart? What is your, your daily walk in life? your daily relationship with God, what does that look like? If it's non-existent or barely there, I want to just let you know he's only one prayer or word away. Just talk to him. Give him a chance. He will respond. The Bible says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. 
But beyond God, who are you talking to about life, about your successes, about your failures, about your, your frustrations as a man, as a woman, as a husband, as a wife, as a parent, as an employee, as a friend, as a citizen of your country led by a government that you may or may not have voted for? Who do you talk to about that? Openly and honestly, not worrying about, oh, am I being PC? Am I overstepping my boundaries? It's not enough to just talk to God in secret alone, to go to your prayer closet and lay it all before God. That's very important. And one of the most important things that we can do, we have to rely on him. But he also has called us to rely on others and to offer our hearts to each other. People around you would benefit so much from some transparency. You know, so many people are hurting and they're holding it in, trying to be strong, but they need someone to love and to care and to be an example for them. If, if you don't, then who's going to speak into and reach their hearts? Who is going to show your kids how important it is to share their heart, your spouse, your friends? You are the ocean for the people around you. You're their, their Moana, connecting them to knowledge, to God, helping them to understand who and whose they are. They are not the enemy. COVID isn't even the enemy. These challenges and these people in your lives that you encounter, they're opportunities. We must give our best and worst to God and to others before expecting it from them as well. And we have to do it together to survive and thrive. Psalm 51 says this, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You, God, will not despise. Your calling, knowing who you are, knowing whose you are, will anchor you. When your stuff breaks, when circumstances seem to be working against you, you are not alone. Take heart. You might be in chains like Paul. You might be fighting a Goliath like David, trying to find a way to fulfill expectations and your heart's purpose like Moana. But there's one thing that by faith can never change regardless of what changes around you. Whose you are. God is in control and he will guide you if you allow him, just as he called you. In Isaiah chapter 43, it says, Now this is what the Lord says, The one who created you, Jacob, and the one who formed you, Israel. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. I will be with you when you pass through the waters, and when you pass through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. You will not be scorched when you walk through the fire, and the flame will not burn you. I really want to challenge you to think about these three lessons, these three insights. Maybe watch Moana with this new perspective and be inspired by how you can fulfill your calling and purpose in life. Please find a way to share it with me, with someone else, anyone that you trust. Whether you know anything or know nothing, just talk out loud. Pray with someone. Ask them for prayer because you are not alone. Welp, that's all for now. If you are willing, as always, please feel free to share your doubts, perspectives, thoughts, and feedback. You can write me personally on Facebook or Twitter or connect with me and our joiners on our Discord as well. Feel free to check out links to these in the show notes if you prefer to use your voice. Why not give us a call at 929-GMG-GUYS? You can leave a message, ask a question, or share a comment or your own story. Also, as pretty much every podcast tells you over and over and over again, please like, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Stitcher, and help me connect with and encourage more potential joiners around the globe. Finally, if you're a huge nerd or just love hanging out, 
Check out my sister and partner podcast, The Good Morning Guys, where every week, Pat, Mark, Ronnie, and I talk about the game of life amidst the other games and nerdy stuff we love to watch and play. All righty then, my beloved friends, family, and joiners. Until next time, go get your good morning this week, and may God bless and guide your lives as you seek to be a blessing to others. Até mais e Deus abençoe. (laughs) 